hanging out in the old Discord, just waiting to see if some some lazy cowpoke comes wandering by. I was like, "Yo, did I miss Anime Club?" What? Yes, yesterday. Yes, you did. Of course, I did. Or did you? Maybe I wasn't part of the better Anime Club, <laughs> like aka Cowboy Bebop, JoJo's. Oh, well, that's in my bed on a telephone. I mean, that's that works right. Too. I use phones to watch videos. But also, yeah, Cowboy Bebop. I don't know what reminded me of that. I think someone at work like mentioned anime. And I was like, oh, my secret love. That was just a bizarre confluence because we had just... Nick, so Nick took over uh, Anime Club for the week because the person who usually runs at Cat was away. And he was like, all right, it's time for Dub Club, baby. Uh, and <laughs> so we watched the episode of Dragon Ball Z where they try and get their driver's license. Uh, the first episode of Yu Yu Hakusho, the episode of Cowboy Bebop where they do the thing for Final Fantasy VII where they take off in the spaceship. Of course. Uh, which is a pretty good one. And it reminded me of how when I used to work at the Palladium, they would let you put your music on the stereo in, in the cafeteria. And I had a Cowboy Bebop mix CD I had made. And I was like, this is totally nerd music, but I can get away with it because there's no lyrics for people to know it's in Japanese and it mostly just sounds like jazz or funk. <laughs> you squares. Uh, and yeah, and then we watched like an episode of Outlaw Star and Nick made us all, or as they say, I guess in anime fandom now, that day we received a grim reminder that Outlaw Star existed. <laughs> uh, and it was horrible. Uh, well, Outlaw I mean, <clears throat> Outlaw Star is bad. But I don't think it's yeah, it's not that, that much worse <laughs> than everything else that exists. Yeah, but the whiplash of going from Outlaw Star to Cowboy Bebop, oh, I yeah. feel like it's you sitting there being like, oh, yeah, people used to compare these things for some reason. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Didn't people try to sell Outlaw Star as the, the next Cowboy Bebop? I feel like Outlaw Star is somebody heard of Cowboy Bebop and then watched Trigun. <laughs> And then made something worse than both of those. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, Outlaw Star is just such a weird show. And normally I really like weird shows. But did, it didn't quite pull it off. I'll I tell mean, you why. You put ridiculous Spaceship arms. arms. <laughs> Dude, no, I'm down with that. I love it how the only anthropomorphic thing about the ships is the arms. Yeah. There's nothing else. There, it looks like somebody... They're the bullets... From Who Framed Roger Rabbit flying <laughs> through space. I had forgotten that there is literal just magic in that show. Yeah, his whole thing is his gun is magic. Well, besides the like, magic bullets, like there are people that just like cast spells and like make force fields and shit. And somehow, uh, spaceships with arms on them was like the natural conclusion of this world. At some point. Were hand gestures a part? No, they were never hand gestures a part of that. They were they weren't doing Naruto style. Oh, that would be great. Jutsu, because it would, would be the, great the if the they just they put the hands could do on the ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. So if, okay, if the ships cast magic spells, then we're talking. <laughs> now you're cooking. But otherwise, I just don't get it. Because <laughs> I feel like it's not crazy enough for it to be fun. Because it's crazy, it's way too routine. Yeah, like they, that's they don't the weirdness really do anything of it. fun with the arms. They just fight with them. 
They have ships that rocket at each other, and they're like, we're going to lock up. And it's like, guns exist, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just lock up and then shoot somebody with a torpedo? <laughs> like, <laughs> when they can't evade because you're grabbing each other with your stupid ass, like, <laughs> connects I mean, arms. Beyond the idea that the ship would, or the, I mean, why would you even need magic in a world where metal was strong enough that ships could slam into each other and grip up by yeah, their and- robot arms? And not just tear themselves apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just kill everybody inside as the G's just, you know, oh, crush sure. them into the chair. I was just thinking, like, the the arms grab each other and cause, like, a catastrophic hull breach. And, like, the inventor of the arm ship, Dude, uh, I think Jonathan you... Hughes' arm ship, is like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, and, I mean, like, of course, as I indicated on the Twitter, the most ridiculous... Thing in there is the galactic ley line. There's yeah. no such thing as galactic ley lines, guys. Well, there's no such thing as ley lines. <laughs> but galactic ones are just beyond the pale. Yes. Yes, I agree. I don't know. Maybe there are... Ley lines could just be a metaphor for something we don't understand, like dark matter. Sure. That's what I suspect. It's actually just magnetism. Yeah, very well. And also, ley lines don't exist. I'm not advocating for ley lines. (laughs) Because, like, you look at ley lines and they're like all intersecting triangles at right angles and things. Like, no, you guys are definitely making that up. Mm -hmm. Also, what's even the what are I mean, what was the point of the ley line? And I don't even remember why they were searching for it so bad. Was there supposed Uh, to be a treasure beyond? Weren't they also pirates? Was yeah, there a little th- One Piece action going on? I in that think show? it was a treasure, but it might have also granted you a wish. But I always sort of envisioned the finale of that show because they don't really—I don't remember them really going into too deep about what the ley line was. So it's like they end up on that like cartoon tropical island that is a pile of sand just big enough for a coconut and an open treasure chest, like overflowing with doubloons and a a beet skull. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, but in it's space also somehow, <laughs> and it's totally psychedelic. When they pass through the ley line, there's that King of the Pirates guy there in looking like the villain from Final Fantasy XII or whatever, right? And I don't, I don't really remember the rest. Anyway, that yeah, show you sucks. Know, I don't really recall it so much myself. But people were in the chat were like, "Oh yeah, they made a follow up to this." And I was, they were, somebody was like, I can't remember what it was called. And I was like, I remember what it was called. Angel something. Because <laughs> I don't actually remember what it was called. But what I remember what was important about it, and that was Tits, and they, she had a dinosaur sidekick who was like just a guy. Was but Tits he was, the name of the dinosaur sidekick? No, you wish. <laughs> that's, that's called Scalies. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah, because it was like. They were like, all right, the 12-year-olds who watch Outlaw Star have aged up now, so we got to show them a boob. All right, Outlaw Star successor. Let's look this up. We need to know. All right. Sorry. Outlaw Star successor does not reveal anything. This show was on Toonami. Yeah. I feel like it was one of those shows that it was that time when they were like, well, stuff that has risque parts, we'll just edit that out. So like the hot springs episode and stuff, you know, it wasn't it wasn't really risque Dude. by any modern standard. Also, <laughs> I went to the googling Outlaw Star successor took me to a website called Anime Planet, which uh, I'm, I'm assuming is somebody's idea of hell. 
I feel like that's super old, and that might just be like a Bandai subsidiary or something. Well, they said if oh. you like Outlaw Star, try Cowboy Bebop. Okay, well, may- well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but you could also say, if you like pizza, try Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that's kind of a safe bet. And I feel if like you people... need water to survive, try Cowboy Bebop. People don't come to... They don't come to those things in that order. <laughs> like, let's be real. People don't see a- Outlaw Star, and then they're like... Whoa, when, so have you heard about this hit new thing, Cowboy Bebop? Like somebody runs by an English street urchin. Hey, mister! What are got you his, watching that he's old got film He's got a crutch and some papers in his hand for some Like he's selling... He's not even the one that sells the papers. He delivers the stack of papers. Yeah. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Stop watching that shit. Just watch Cowboy Bebop. Actually, good anime exists, scuff. Also, yeah. why are they making Watch me deliver Cowboy these Bebop papers? And I got just... one leg. Contemporaneously, if you watched Cowboy Bebop, you probably should have just held your breath until more Beto came out. What's the time span between those two? Uh, probably uh, just a couple of years, I would think. Yeah. I think, I think Cowboy right. Bebop's like 98-ish. More Beto's like 2000-ish. I'll go with it. I don't remember. I, I came to more Beto so far after it was actually. Oh, Beto. yeah. I think I probably and then I read the books. by about 10 years. Only the first Morbido book is okay. Well, the, the first Morbido book sucks. is basically just the show, uh, and it's definitely for babies. By which I well, mean it's, it's like literally it's published by Scholastic. I think it's young, young adults. Well, I mean, the 13-year-olds, could re- I would say, would yeah. read that. Yeah, I think it's for like... It has murder ten, in it. It's not like it's for enough. a six-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like... I was like, oh, wow, they really uh, aged up that anime a bit. Um, just in it, I felt like they were delivering the same plot, but with a little more complexity. In the anime? In the, yeah. The I think they felt, just explained everything in the book. The anime was just like, nah, they're just monsters now. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, they're, they're after the egg. Like, they didn't explain Yagyu at all. There's one scene where the dude talks to a fish person in the anime, and you're supposed to know everything from that. The book's like, let's talk about this for, like, 80 pages. Yeah, I just remember the language being a lot more simple. And, I, and I, that's when I... Yeah. Well, I, th- well, I, think I think it's the, for little kids. The Scholastic logo, I think, was the thing that clued me in. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is not a grown-up book. Nor was that probably, in the grand scheme of things, a grown-up anime. You know, that was no, probably I, yeah. also made for, like, 16-year-olds. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, you're right. But anyway... But wait, so I read the second book, which I thought was fine. And I found a little more interesting just because I didn't know the plot. But are there more than that? <laughs> I think it's only the two. Yeah. I, looked, I, I like mean, a, I enjoyed them well enough that I was like, I was yeah, willing to give the third a try. They were easy reads. <laughs> yeah. I liked the first one a lot more than the second one, though. Not even just like from not knowing the plot. I was just like, I don't know, man. Spoilers. That King Under the Mountain scene was stupid. It didn't have the same pathos. Oh, sure. Yeah. Where it, it, it was like ghosts. <laughs> like, well, yeah, they were ghosts. They were definitely ghosts. But well, they were also think... kind of summoned there. I'm not sure. They were dead. No, they were ghosts because her uh, the dude was there. She had to fight the dude. Yeah, it's been a it's been a couple years. <laughs> I guess I don't remember it that well. I mean, like I can sort of picture the visuals of that scene. Isn't there's a well? I just remember thinking it's lame that it's a giant like snake thing 
that gives them its scales, and that's what produces the precious stones that their whole country runs on. Right. Yeah, it was just sort of like a benevolent diggity thing. Yeah, they thought they thought they were overthrowing the king, and they were going to seize the mines, and it's like, nah, you need that king to stay alive because its skin only comes off like once every 30 years. Yeah, right, because wasn't part of it is like you can't enter with any like avarice in your heart. Uh, no, it was just you had to like perform. I'm not even sure. Yeah, that's the thing that blew. Like, I didn't understand why the ritual was connected to it. It seems like they just fought and then the thing appeared. Yeah. It's like, well, you just had, you had to defeat the guardians and defeating the guardians. Then the thing would like shed its skin for you, which is weird. I don't know. Sometimes. I mean, it's probably, you know, you're doing it a favor. Because you're getting rid of those scales, it's like, man, got too many of these scales. I don't know what kind of, of favors scales. I'm doing it though. Like, yeah. it's not. It's going to get rid of the scales anyway. You're getting in there with a back scratcher and just really helping it out. <laughs> Maybe that's what's <laughs> happening. All the spear play. Just every, oh, yeah. that's the spot. Yeah, mm. just writhing around Chinese dragon, <laughs> sort of squirming and moaning. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, okay. I mean, you know, it's for the good of the nation. They got to get them precious ju- stones. Otherwise, it's all. Yak butter and grass. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like everything I've heard of, like, these are like, these are the drinks that we produce with yak milk. And it's like that. And it's like, I've just heard people talk about that stuff. And it's like, here's our alcoholic yak milk that we drink out on the steps. Uh, It tastes like poop because we put poop in it. (laughs) One of the ingredients is poop. It helps keep you awake. (laughs) uh conversely i started reading this manga golden kamui which like a heavy component in that is like they translated golden is kamui his name no kamui is like it's like the ainu word for god but sort of like you know land god or that sort of thing like got it a bear is a sort of god uh listen you'll tell the bear whatever it wants to hear and well, yeah, I mean, I feel like you quickly learn that because there's a lot of scenes of this manga of people just getting completely fucked up by pears. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I mean, it's like a pretty violent manga. It's it's kind of a um, good, the bad and the ugly setup where they're like, there's this hidden gold uh, and there's all these prisoners with tattoos on them. And we got to find the tattoos because that's going to decode the message of where the gold is. But also we just go on these like gigantic tangents where we talk about the cuisine of the Ainu people and their cultures and they make all that stuff sound and look awesome. <laughs> like all that food <laughs> looks super good to the point where I was like, I could eat a squirrel brain. <laughs> like I would try it. <laughs> Stop me. And like, you know, a lot of that stuff is like it, it like meat dumplings, hot pot, Stuff that you're familiar with, and you're like, yeah, that's good. Put a bunch of meat in some boiling water, with like create some stock, get that meat super tender, and then eat it out in the snowy wilderness. That sounds wonderful. Like, that sounds like a time. <laughs> um, and then as the manga goes on, it's just like, oh, this guy just really likes movies of like a certain era. Because, like, there's just, like, a big chunk that's, like, this is the Yojimbo part. Like, this is the, you know, it sort of does a lot of really 
thinly veiled, or I wouldn't say thinly veiled, it's not veiled at all, just really deep homages. And I would recommend it without reservation, except I'm in this stint where, like, every bad guy is, like, a crazy effeminate gay man. Uh, and it's just weirding me out. Like, <laughs> if that happened, like, once, you'd be like, well, that's manga, am I right? Because uh, that is manga. But it's like, when, like, the cross-dressing effeminate gay man who is, like, murdering women to eat their throats and gain their power is immediately followed up by, like... It's the guy from Psycho, except he, like, dresses in weird taxidermy suits where, like, a finger is where the dick goes. Uh, Sorry, taxidermy suits made out of human flesh, if that wasn't clear. Uh, And also, he's an effeminate gay man. And it's like, there's, like, three or four of those in a row. And I was just like, dude, I feel like you got something you need to work out super bad. Because, like, it's not normal that this keeps coming up. Um, but otherwise I feel like it seems like, you know, (laughs) with my limited knowledge, it seems like a very sensitive portrayal of the Ainu people uh, and their struggles (laughs) in the early 20th century. (laughs) Aside from all that other stuff. Yeah. (laughs) That stuff's definitely weird. Which is too bad because it's like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it just sort of grabs you for no other reason than like the pace. It's mostly the pace is really good. And fun. It's like a fun adventure manga, but sometimes there is just like really grisly murder. Uh, but it's very cartoony murder, so it's like sort of within my bounds. Uh, or it's at least depicted somewhat cartoonishly, so I can tolerate it. Uh, but sometimes people's entire faces do get taken off by bears. Uh, so it's pretty intense. <laughs> hey, sounds like in that reality, being attacked by a bear might be ideal. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know, because it kind of made me learn that, like, oh, the first time a bear gets you, that may not necessarily be the end of it. Like, you might have your face taken off and still be alive, which is not something I've been forced to reckon with many times in my life. (laughs) I'm not ashamed to say. (laughs) Anyway, when you said about watching anime on your phone, I was like, I used to watch anime on my MP3 player that I had to specifically convert for that purpose. Uh, so not only am I familiar with it, uh, we live in a wonderful future where I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> hey, man. It's great. Screw jetpacks. I can watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anywhere I Look, go. I mean, the reality is the people who make jetpacks would just fine they would primarily be used to oppress people so (laughs) it's probably slightly harder to oppress people with jojos but i doubt you know never say never it's probably not impossible (laughs) uh jojo's bizarre adventure how bizarre is it it's pretty bizarre i mean there's there's an alien in this one (laughs) maybe we don't know for sure i'm still going with weird stand yeah, I mean, perhaps we'll never know. I feel like we'll probably never know. It's one of those. Uh, is that actually his mom that's cursing at him? Or is that a woman that the alien mind controlled to provide cover that he needed for some reason? I feel like he's probably not an alien. Because <laughs> the mom thing is just too convoluted. But he does have the power to transform into whatever he wants, including maybe ice cream? I'm not sure when he gave Jojo and Okuyasu the ice cream, was that a piece of his body that he had transmuted into ice cream? 
Because otherwise, why was it cold when he was taking it right out of his bag? Well, we don't. I thought the bag was just magical, and that's what you're supposed to assume about the bag. I mean, maybe, but that that either lends why credence. Why would he have? So that means that he also transmuted a part of his body into the bag. I mean, potentially. Who could say? If you're going with stand power, then everything has to be explained by the stand power, and his stand power is to transform himself into things. No, <laughs> He's like, yeah. here, have this ice cream. It's so tasty. I guess that's true, but stand powers are usually meaningless. Like, one of the guy's stands was materialize a boat not too long ago. And by guy, I mean orangutan. Yeah, but but that was the parameters of his power. I'm just saying, like, usually it's like, I guess usually it's one thing, but I guess it's not always one thing. (laughs) So you can't just say his powers are transform into stuff, and that's it. And everything else is Killer Queen is already two things, exploding hand and turn everything into a bomb. I mean, which is completely cheap. But we should also address the fact that the alien has elf ears, which I guess is probably not unheard of in, uh... Have you... Dude, what is it? what's the guy's name? Okiyasu, the kid with looked like a Koopa Troopa? <laughs> no, yeah, uh... uh Shigechi. <laughs> yeah, Shigeki. That dude looked weird. I mean, if he's wandering around and no one's asking any questions, I feel like yeah. strange ears... They're not a problem. child. <laughs> just... Hey, wait a minute. Why don't you have spikes on your head? <laughs> Is that why he got abandoned? Bowser was like, no, that's not one of mine. Yeah. Just let, I'm not paying the child support on him. You think I'm made of coins? <clears throat> Once you collect 99 of them, it turns into a what up when you get the next one. And then you got why no more you, coins. You got to start over. Coins? It's like an argument for flat tax and Koopa Talk Kingdom. Talk about a worthless currency. What's the inflation rate in the Mushroom Kingdom? It's got to be huge. They're well, I mean, built. those coins are, so yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming they're making the blocks out of coins, so they just don't need them. Well, it's completely valueless. It's not worth the whatever alloy anyway, it's stamped from. <laughs> the wackest thing is that JoJo finds an alien that can turn into anything, and his first idea is, I'm going to go cheat at dice with Rohan. Well, I like it because it's going to hurt Rohan. So I'm with it up to that point. But it does speak to a certain uh, paucity of the imagination. <laughs> That's like, well, come I mean, on, JoJo. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I thought you were going to say on a Rocky's part. And I'm like, no, it's just in this character. No, no, yeah, uh, totally him. He's, he's a 15-year-old delinquent. He might have kind of a heart of gold, but not exactly because his first instinct is to uh, defraud someone with gambling. I don't really feel bad about that, though, because Rohan tried to kill them. Yeah, and Rohan sucks. <laughs> like, even outside of the killing thing. I still don't understand why they're even friends. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, except that that's just sort of what happens, you know? <laughs> like, Jojo feels awkward around him. Rohan should feel awkward around all of them all of the time. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, Can you imagine I mean, if you, t- like, I can't. But let's say, like, so you tried to murder somebody failed they beat the crap out of you and then they, you knew forever that not only had you failed to murder them they know that you did it and you're just walking around the earth knowing that they know that you failed to kill them just and that never comes up like you meet on the bus and you're shamed faced i would be staring at him all the time just being like yeah that's right you tried to kill me and i'm i'm just taking i'm gonna punch you in the face every time i see you well, in Japanese society, you know, the respect of elders is so ingrained that even a street punk can't escape it. 
I think most things are off when it comes to murderers. Like, there's no etiquette for when you <laughs> I meet feel like, like if any society does have most that. of like in I mean, especially in America. No, it is in America. If somebody right, tries to kill you, Kosecki? all bets are off in terms of politeness. Like, if you don't hold the door for them, like that's pretty much okay because you were just allowed to kill that person. Like, how long does that last? It's like you're walking in front of Rohan. You go into the store first. He's in that awkward space where, you know, you have to hold the door for him. So just instead of holding the door, you turn around and just shoot him with a gun. Yep. (laughs) Hey, he tried to kill me. All right? The the least he should expect is being cheated out of some money uh, by an alien that can turn into a set of loaded dice. He should just, like... Why would you even front on JoJo? It's like, JoJo, you're cheating on me at dice. Rohan, I'm going to break every bone in your body. (laughs) I know. And then I'm going to fix it, and then I'm going to break it again, because that's my power. Yeah, his ability, it's not even like your nerves would die. Shining Dummy, just put them back together. I would never mess with Joe. We're all lucky he's so dumb. Yeah. And he doesn't, like, he started out the show... He started out the show pretty cruel. That guy is still trapped in a rock. Completely yeah. sentient, as far as we know. Like, the Rohan undying. got off <laughs> super lucky. He could be a stack of his own manga. Koichi walks in and just kicks it over every once in a while. Just so he yeah. can like, have the existential crisis of having all of his parts splayed across the floor and then stacked back together. Yeah, as oh if God, that's even an existence. <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like we couldn't even comprehend what that would feel like. Yeah. We just have no objective perspective on what it would be like to have your consciousness transposed into a stack of books uh, that can be torn apart and reassembled at any time, maybe in the wrong order. (laughs) It's uh, the the nightmare transporter scenario. Yeah. You get to the, the distant point and you are just aware enough to realize something's gone horribly wrong and then just yep oh god someone help me so no instead rohan just has to lose a couple hundred thousand yen tens of thousand yen and he's apparently Uh, so interested i mean he doesn't need he doesn't need the money clearly because he lets his whole house burn down while he's trying to figure out how jojo cheated which seems crazy because his job is manga creator in the 1980s, like, he probably has, like, you know, countless invaluable drafts and shit just, like, hanging around in his house. But I guess he's just like, whatever. Uh, what's more important to me that I figure out how you're cheating. And, yeah, it, totally, it is like a game to him. He's like, I don't care that you're cheating. Now the wager is I'm going to find out how you're cheating. And, hey, weird, crummy Yakuza guy who's walking by. For some reason, even though you haven't been in the show for like 15 episodes, get over here and use your power. Because also we remembered you have a power. And of course, the alien that might be a stand user that is the dice has a severe allergic reaction to sirens for some reason. Uh, and they are almost found out because... The dice break out in a rash and start and, vomiting. Yep. And start puking out their pips. Which is, <laughs> uh, you know... You have to see it to really understand what's happening, but it's just sort of like, Bleh. I can't, like, how do you assimilate all that information? This is so, it's incredible, just the ability of characters in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to go with it. Yeah. 
It's like, well, they totally live in the now. Oh, you're an alien? Cool. Let's go cheat at dice. Like, well, let's I'm go not cheat sure if it's dice. like this total narcissism that JoJo, like, immediately picks up the alien, turns him into an object, and then uses him in some self-enrichment scheme. Or if it's just, like, I'm just so psychologically broken by everything that happens around me all of the time. <laughs> yeah. That this is, I mean, I'm whatever. just a shell of a person. You know, all I know is want. <laughs> the sky is yellow. There stands. Let's just do it. I'm not uh, even looking for the serial killer anymore, even though he's probably <laughs> definitely looking for me. My mom figured out that I cheated or I fraudulently cast in a lottery ticket. She found the bank account, locked it down. I need money for the summer. Uh, if I wasn't beating up worse sociopaths than me, I'd have to take a good look inside <laughs> and think about who, who the real sociopath is in this situation. <laughs> you know, your brain's not fully formed until you're like 25. Your impulse control is just shit. Imagine like giving superpowers. It's just like a much more realistic thing than like Spider-Man. It's like, uh, of course this is what he's going to do with it. Like, come on. Uh, with great power comes absolutely no responsibility. I will forget what I even did within three days <laughs> as I move on to the next scam. Well, it's like I'm also scamming people even though I've witnessed how many murders at this point Yeah, in my very young life. Yeah, you know, he's not a husk. That that old saw. <laughs> oh, man. So Rohan doesn't figure it out. His house gets set on fire for a significant amount of money. JoJo gets his summer spending cash. Or does he? I don't I, think Rohan yeah, pays up. I don't think up. so, dude, because it's like, you know, it ends on delay of fire. Yeah. Well, no, because they know he was cheating. Rohan just wants to figure it out. Yeah, but that's Did- interrupted. So it's like, I guess it's a draw. Uh, but also because the fire department is here. All the fire trucks are right outside. So I guess we have to stop. And next time they see each other is on the bus where Rohan is like, Whoa, I totally saw a crazy house in that tunnel where like there was like a room in the tunnel. Uh, and there was a guy killing another woman. Jojo, we got to go back in there. We got to push up. We got to make sure we have like eighty to one hundred twenty dollars so we can afford the Merlin staff and Excalibur. Yes, I'm making a River City Ransom reference. Whoever got to the shop, the secret shop with that much money in the tunnel, maybe River City Ransom was referencing JoJo's. <laughs> I feel like River, in this case, River City Ransom might have come first. I'm almost certain it did. JoJo's is not that old, is it? Well, I mean, I feel like- it started in Mid- the '80s, but this part wouldn't be that old. <laughs> Yeah. Because also, yeah, I guess I said earlier that he was a manga artist in the 80s, but it's actually 1999. But, you know, digital backup still probably just about as good as they were in the 80s. So Jojo is just not having it. He's like, I don't believe you that there's a secret room in the tunnel where people are getting murdered. So Rohan has to get on his motorcycle, which of course he has. So why was he riding the fucking bus in the first place? Uh, that is actually an excellent point. Well, you know, it's not just that he owns a motorcycle, but he's also rich, <laughs> presumably. Because <laughs> he's an incredibly successful manga artist. So it's not like he can't afford the gas. So, look, I don't know. 
Maybe if I was rich, I would keep taking the subway. But I do not think I would keep taking the bus. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are two separate things. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yes, the bus... The bus is a whole other thing. The bus sucks. <laughs> like, you know, at least it's like the subway. No traffic, ideally. <laughs> There's been a lot of shit in New York recently. I feel like things have finally come to a head. But like the ideal form of the subway is not so bad. The bus is like all the worst parts of driving. <laughs> uh, except it's not actually going to your house. The bus is only okay if... There's nobody on it, and you get that middle seat in the back so that you're not crammed up against, like, whatever. I don't know, like, I don't know what height person the bus is designed for. Yeah. I mean, but it's definitely, I don't think I'm that tall. I'm only six feet, like, even. And I always cram my knees into the seat of the chair in front of me, or the back of the, the seat in front of me. It's like a miniature airplane experience every time. If you have to stand on the bus, forget about it. You can't read that book anymore. Oh, man. I mean, with the subway, when I'm reading like an actual physical book, like I feel like I have it down where you just time it. So you're like, I'm going to wait till it slows down. All right, turn the page. All right, I'm good. I'm good. It really depends on like sort of the density of the book, you know. Your your uh, Neil Stevenson novels are not going to pass muster doing the like <laughs> one handed hold with like the three fingers behind it and you're, like your pinky keeping it open, <laughs> uh, but you can get away with it <laughs> with other smaller books. I don't know. Right now but, I'm reading Underground Railroad, the hard cover. That's tough to hold on the train. Yeah, I mean, forget about it. I feel like any hard cover, it's it's a lot of effort to make that work outside of a seat. The worst you get on the subways with the seats is like the you got the three horizontal seats that are like against the wall, but that caddy quarter to those are like the two seats that are sticking out for the wall. I don't know how to describe it, but like I also like you know I'm also tall. I'm like six two, uh, but there is no way to get that inner seat except by basically putting your knees at like a forty five degree angle. <laughs> And that if somebody, like, sits in the seat you're facing, you're just like, well, I guess I'm going to suffer. But my my commute is, like, 15 minutes every day, so I really have nothing to complain about. <laughs> uh, my biggest complaint is, like, wow, I can only read, like, 10 pages of a book. <laughs> it takes me a really long time to read a book if I'm only reading it on the subway. Yeah. Rohan is not reading books, and that's why he sees the secret mystery room in the subway tunnel or in the bus tunnel. That's also like (laughs) it's a it's the worst trap. There's a room where a woman is being murdered. I'm going to go investigate myself. I am not going to call the police. Well, he calls Jojo, and Jojo is like, "I don't care. (laughs) Go away." (laughs) I solve people's problems all the time, but I personally dislike you. So get out of here. And, you know, it's Rohan, so I can kind of see it. So Rohan goes by himself and then gets attacked by a dude whose power is to eat your nutrients. And they keep saying nutrients. Like, like that's that makes thing any that ha- sense. Like that it holds any meaning. Like they might as well be saying he, like, sucks your vitamins out. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. I mean, actually, that would make more sense. It's just like such an obscure, meaningless term, and it's kind of like you discover as the thing goes on. Highway Go-Go, whose actual name is Highway Star, which you figure is actually one of the closer things that might get him caught for copy protection. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, that is a, a much more... Deep Purple isn't going to sue anybody. Deep Purple is taking contracts for... The song for that Dragon Ball Z, the you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The the Blue Dragon. Or at least the fucking main dude was, Ian Gillian. Uh, so that just sort of speaks to me about, but that's the thing. When you're on the hardest times, maybe that's when you're at your most litigious too. And he's like, oh, it's on now, Rocky. You think you're going to name a stand Highway Star and put it in two episodes of a cartoon? You're going to wish you stayed in the funny papers. Because you know he has a Crunchyroll subscription. I mean, otherwise, like, why else would he be the kind of person that's like, oh, yeah, I'll sing a song for your, like, cartoon anime game about Dragon Quest characters, except they are poops. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, before I forget, the first, like, 30 seconds of this new theme are awesome. I know. I actually had the same reaction. I was like, this is so tight. God, yeah. The first time they go into breakdown. And then they open it up, and I was like, this is the opposite of tight. I guess it's loose. Go back. (laughs) What's, why? Why? What did you do? They're like, all right, we'll get it ready. We'll get it ready. It's like this, like eighty, like almost eighties sort of like pump up crew, uh, and then you go into this like just really languid kind of like jazzy thing, <laughs> and I was completely let down. Uh, and since we watched four episodes, I was let down every time. It was almost like my my ears would perk up and then I would just be like, Oh, right. You've hurt me before JoJo's. Yeah. It's, it's almost like the nutrients were being sucked out of me. (laughs) Just like Rohan who falls for the really obvious trap. And the guy's power is to grab you and suck your nutrients. And he does that with, uh, sticky, like bathtub, anti-slip feet that can chase you at up to 60 miles per hour, I want to say. Yeah. Is it, or was it 60 kilometers per hour? Because that's it, actually the, a lot less fast. It was definitely like 60 kilometers an hour. <laughs> that is really, that's not that fast. That's like 40 miles an hour. It's pretty fast for something that's running. Yeah, but JoJo gets on the bike and then is like, I have to... I have to outrace this thing. <laughs> but, okay, so I looked it up. 60 kilometers per hour, 37.28 miles per hour, which is like basically cruising speed in a car. That's like just how you drive around the city with no traffic. So <laughs> he's on that bike. He's on Rohan's bike because, of course, JoJo's like is like, all right, well, I gay, I said no to Rohan, but I can't resist a good bit of intrigue. So I'm going to check it out. He's going to come in. Sand guy who's like grabbing Rohan. He's like hunched around him and rubbing all up on Rohan's titties. <laughs> it's like, just entrance, entice your friend in here. If you bring your friend in, 
and so I can suck his nutrients. I'll let you go. And Rohan's like, Jojo, Jojo, you gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's gonna eat your nutrients. And the one thing I do like about this is that Rohan's like, oh, I didn't do it because I like Jojo. I just did it because I fucking like pit pissing off pricks like you. <laughs> There's nothing I like better than saying no to a person who thinks I can't say no to them. Yeah. <laughs> Which made me like Rohan because, I, I mean, that's the sort of thing that I like more and more as JoJo's goes on is they're completely, like, everything in this show happens because of recalcitrance. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're just, just, just like sheer, yeah, sheer bullheadedness of like, <laughs> I'm not going to back down, you back down. <laughs> Well, I mean, it does kind of – there is – there's something really true about that, right? Like, it it could be cynical, but it's also an interesting take because Rohan isn't a coward, but he's also not really good in that moment either because yeah. it's his own sort of refusal to be cowed that saves JoJo. It has zero to do with him wanting to save JoJo and being self-sacrificing. And then JoJo comes into the room anyway. Seriously. Yeah, because that's like JoJo's favorite thing is to not do what Rohan tells him to do. <laughs> uh, it would have been really funny if they spent like 10 minutes on A Prisoner's Dilemma where Rohan's trying to figure out what to tell JoJo to keep him out yeah. of the room. <laughs> it's like a flow chart. Like, JoJo, don't come in here. Uh, it's full of candy. And then JoJo's like, but why would Rohan tell me there was candy? He'd want to keep it all to himself. Unless he knows that I would think that. Yeah. And then, no. So the feet just start chasing JoJo. Oh, right. JoJo's like, I'm just going to come in because I don't give a fuck. And I'm too dumb to even have self-preservation in this moment. Uh, so Rohan uses his power where he can write things into people's face to bend the laws of reality. Again, it's just like. So he just writes on JoJo's face. JoJo's going to get flung out of this fucking tunnel at 70 kilometers an hour. Uh, Which uh, and then jo would JoJo almost on the certainly spot. kill him. <laughs> yep. like he's he not even wearing a the helmet. On the outside the tunnel and explodes into a million perfectly symmetrical JoJo's giblets. <laughs> and then a fucking Star Platinum or uh, Shining Diamond is just looking at the chunks being like, eh? And then he just blips out of existence. <laughs> R.I.P. JoJo, that's how you died. <laughs> no, instead, like, he gets flung out with the motorcycle, and then he uses Crazy Diamond to fix the motorcycle, and then he rides away on the motorcycle. And it's just like, 60 kilometers is not that fast for a motorcycle. The only time it makes sense is when he tries to make the corner between the two containers. Yeah. Then 40 miles per hour might be kind of fast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, there's a bunch of goofs. He keeps taking people's cell phones, like that part in The Matrix where the guy says, what the shit? Yeah. <laughs> After he grabs the cell phone out of his hand. Uh, but it's like an or Well, I don't know about it. Yeah, I mean, let's let's say escalating, where the first guy's like on the phone with his boss. His boss is like, you better pick up this important call in one minute. If you don't get this business deal, we're through. And then Joe just takes the cell phone. But then the cell phone just breaks for some reason. I guess because of the sheer speed of 37.2 miles an hour. The gale force. Yeah. So then, of course, he has to steal one from a guy that's on his phone with his girlfriend. He's like, I'm going to break up with you. JoJo's, of course, steals this, too, because he doesn't give a fuck about anything. Morals have no meaning as long as he gets to stay alive. And he's got to call Koichi, 
who's dragging the dog around because the dog does not respect its owner because nobody respects Koichi, even a subordinate <laughs> uh, species that we have bred <laughs> to obey us. Hey, dogs can sense weakness. You need to get Echo's Acto 3 out there to curse at that dog or to call a helpless nurse that's just doing her job a hoe and a bitch and I know he literally did, did that because he said it in English. Yeah. Because it all lines up and they're like, um, was it? Yeah. Like JoJo's is like, we figured it out. It was a guy who got into a motorcycle accident, like a lonely winter night all those years ago. No, it was like last week. And it was some fucking Chinpira Yakuza scrub <laughs> piece of shit that was <laughs> showboating or whatever, joyriding. Uh, ghost riding the whip. That was his motorcycle. And they were like, you can't do that with the motorcycle. It's just going to fall over on you. Oh, oh, he just fell onto his legs and crushed them. Uh, so they're like, he's in the hospital. Thus, we have to go to the hospital. Thus, Koichi has to go to the hospital, figure out where the guy is. But the nurse won't tell him. And it, why? Because she's a bitch. <laughs> Not because of, like, you know, privacy laws. <laughs> Then, yeah, like, Koichi's like, all right, I'm going to bring out Echo's Act 3. And Echo's Act 3 is going to be like, let's, something, something, that hoe. And I was like, Echo's, no, man. Yeah, no, it wasn't even that. It was real bad. It was like some I, kind of bizarro hip-hop minstrel stuff. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of layers. Well, I think I might start, have written it down. You start to wonder if Koichi, if Echo's Act Three might just be Koichi's repressed id. <laughs> and he's like, the whole world has put me down. I just gotta let it out. These hoes, they're all just bitches and hoes. They won't tell me the private information of their patients. Uh, so you know, comedy ensues. Jojo drives a motorcycle up an elevator. He he actually does what we always talk about that I feel like they don't do that much where he fixes the guy's broken body in the hospital bed so he can beat the shit out of him, which I feel like might be the first time that's ever actually happened in the show. Yeah. Because, of course, the guy's been in a traumatic motorcycle accident. That's why he needs the quote-unquote nutrients <laughs> to fix his body. So, like, human beings have become his personal saline drip or something. Uh, but, I, don't, I mean, I feel like there should be a conditional, like, the nutrients need to be... <laughs> Stand users? Sorry. I just found the 10-second clip of what Echo's Act 3 actually says, or what Reverb says. It says, okay, master, let's kill the hoe. And then he just goes, beach. Yeah, it's intense, man. I'm like, dude, where did you learn that language? You were born like a week ago. And your creator was Koichi. Yeah, he's like, he watches Veggie Tales. <laughs> Dude, he can't watch Veggie Tales because he gets creeped out if the vegetables talk. Yeah, I mean that's he's like, but I love zucchini and I don't want to think about it thinking. Yeah, now I can't. I can't even be a vegan anymore. <laughs> I'm afraid of hurting the vegetables too. Yeah. They have feelings. They learned about sharing. I'm posting this into Discord so you, everybody can share it. There we go. <laughs> my so, my basically my only post in Discord was that 10 second clip. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty satisfying when uh, Shining Diamond fixed that dude and then just threw him out the window. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Don't worry, he landed in a fountain. Because that, much like being thrown somewhere by at 40 miles an hour, will not kill you. <laughs> He's only well, on I the mean, fifth floor, though. I guess he could have made it. I felt like that this this couple of episodes wasn't like a bad puzzle, but for some reason it left a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I, I guess I just didn't feel like the antagonist was up to snuff. But it's also sort of like I guess it's just a we needed more. They can't all be home runs. Time? They can't all be home runs, Dave. If you're if you're going with cat plant stand next, I mean this is bottom of the barrel. We had to build up to cat plant stand. Well, I feel like what salvages this episode is that it humanizes Kira in a way that I'm not saying makes him like a relatable or good character. I'm not using that definition of humanizes, <laughs> but like it's one of those things where like you just. You feel so good in shows like this, especially JoJo's. Like, JoJo's does this a lot when, like, the piece of shit is just put in these increasingly shitty and awkward situations uh, where they're, like, really anxious and tense all the time. And Kira is the main bad guy. And that it's happening to him is, like, a little sublime, I guess, versus, like, uh, Dio, who is just, like, of course, completely indefatigable at all times. Yeah. So like you wouldn't have an episode where like Dio is trying to protect his pretend wife uh who he's pretending to be her husband that he murdered and had the aesthetician lady use her stand to make his face into that murder guy's face before he murdered her as well. Uh so like yeah, he can suffer a little and I don't think it was really possible for Dio to suffer for the most part. I guess until the very end when JoJo started stealing his time, stopping powers, and then Dio freaked out a little bit. But before that point, so just to, to have Kira brought low for a while by this like weird cat stand. Well, but it's is, also just totally absurd. the The whole situation is so weird because I don't even. I mean, it's hard to say it's humanizing. I do think it's just totally unpredictable. Why would you go in this direction? Like, why would any of this be happening? I, I mean, I, 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 and like, I, I want to say it's to kill time, but like, but then of it goes what? In this like whole rear window direction with the little kid and the cameras everywhere. Yeah, the kid being like a secret CIA spy, basically, like with his level of tech. That he's got like the whole house rigged, and he's like also using this power to watch his parents have sex is just creepy. Well, it's also just the the fact that the mom is sort of disarmed because Kira doesn't like he's putting on the show. Like he doesn't he doesn't know how the husband used to act or how estranged the family was, and so his ineptness at emotional connectedness as he you know tries to put on that uh that personality just completely disarms the woman and then she's all constantly almost getting murdered by him he's like no not yet yep can't chop Uh, off her hands yet i but that's the thing is like she is so starved for affection that even the act of him like tearing off all her clothes uh she's like oh my husband He's finally showing passion in our relationship again. I'm so happy. Uh, and the kid suspects something's up because he's like, I know my dad. 
And my dad is as soury man as he comes. And he would never love my smelly dumb mom. So something's up. And again, I can't emphasize enough how attractive both of these people are. And none of that makes any sense. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on your definition of attraction. Like, Vegeta? no, it doesn't, Dave. No, it doesn't. Because I feel one. like this is this is businessman Vegeta is what we're working with here. I'm talking about like the standards of anime. You have oh. people that look like King Koopa wandering around the planet, and then there's Kira. <laughs> I guess, or so. like even the weird guy with the lock. Like, is his head shaped that way? He's probably yeah, like, like a trapezoid. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's only got an inch of hair on him. That is not <laughs> how his hair looks. So it's just like Kira exists in a reality where there are standards. Mm-hmm. And he is, you know, surpassing them, mm. as is his wife. So I'm just saying, it's totally weird. I just, yeah. Maybe they could be estranged for reasons. But also, I think Kira is also maybe a little off his game because he's not used to having to deal with the women's emotions while they're alive. So, like, the fact that she's afraid of a cat in the basement, he's like, oh, I guess I have to b- adhere to my masculine role now and check the basement to protect her from the cat with the hole in its neck uh, that she threw a plate at and killed. In her defense, the cat did jump upside down and do some exorcist shit on the ceiling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And it did have a giant hole in his neck, like a black hole, not like a, not like an abscess. <laughs> so it's it's, in my opinion and in my estimation, completely reasonable that it freaked her the fuck out. I probably would not have. The cat was on the it. ceiling, and not in like the good dancing on the ceiling kind of way. Yeah. Like in the, this is terrifying. How well, I mean, it was like kind of little way. pet cemetery. I guess it's especially a little pet cemetery because it gets buried and then comes back to life as a flower. Because, I mean, I guess maybe as we should have said, this is the ongoing, like, Kira's dad, who is a ghost that lives in a photograph, is flying around on the leg of a pigeon and shooting a bow and arrow that puts stands in people, and sometimes cats, uh, (laughs) to help his beloved serial killer son, uh, because... Of course, these stand users are then going to be naturally drawn to other stand users, a.k.a. the quote-unquote good guys, uh, and at least cause trouble for them, if not ideally kill them. Uh, and sometimes they're a cat that whose body gets buried, and then they wake up the next morning, and they're a beautiful sunflower uh, person cat. They've gained sentience. <laughs> they're now both a cat and a sunflower uh, and they have the power to manipulate wind knives. <laughs> like, the air currents are now move at their whim. Yeah. And it really hates that wife. <laughs> Nobody in that... I mean, it's just one of those things where the wife is just like, I just feel like this whole house is against me. Uh, my son doesn't love me. <laughs> my or my son's always talking back. My husband doesn't love me. The fucking flower outside is shooting wind currents at me. That are as painful as bullets upon my skin. I just feel like everybody's against me at all times. And they're like, honey, honey, come on. You're being crazy. She gets hit in the yeah. chest by one, too. Yeah. I feel like she, she almost dies. Yeah. <laughs> and not like a BB gun. Like, Rocky makes it seem like she got hit by a twenty-two. Yeah, long-distance pop-hand punches that, like, explode your body. 
or at least parts of it. I do appreciate the fact that uh, the thing that can control air is as terrifying as everything you ever thought would be able to control the air. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's one of those really good powers that's so simple that it requires no explanation. It's just like the thing that is invisibly around you at all times is now my greatest weapon. And yeah. even the almighty Kira is helpless. Oh, right, because that's the other thing. The bombs the bombs that Killer Queen creates can't explode without air. So he cannot destroy the cat flower by normal means. This is kind of why I suspect that he isn't, you know... There, I think his sinister motives will be revealed. Just because he, he's... I think he's keeping that flower around to use it against somebody. Sure. It's his insurance plan. That's why he unplants it after it almost kills his wife that he's pretending to be his wife, that he is doing his level best to hold back his motor, motor boner. <laughs> and he's like, you know what would make you a lot better if you were just like a hand? <laughs> if you were just like one hand that I could put in my pocket and maybe draft over some bread or cook some eggs and bacon with, uh, and you wouldn't talk back because you wouldn't have a mouth or be alive... Uh, you know, I just, like got, you know, he's like got the big easel and the giant notepad, like he flips over the top. He's like, all right, here's pros and cons. Should I turn my wife into just a hand by exploding the rest of her body? Uh, pros, no more talking. Cons, I, I'm coming up blank. It's just all pros. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cods, I guess I'd have to kill the kid too, and that would be weird because murder has always had a sex component for me. And he's like five, uh, he's a very precocious five year old. But Kira figures out he didn't leave the house because he didn't take his giant yellow Japanese kindergartner <laughs> hat with him when he went off to school. So that makes me think that we've actually, yeah, got an extremely precocious six year old <laughs> and not like. You know, sort of a 12-year-old kind of guy. Yeah. Little man, you're so smart. You figured out that Dad has had this secret call space in the attic the whole time. And what was up there, not Fatal Frame Ghosts, uh, but a plant that shoots you with air knives. Yeah, it does stated. strike me as an oversight that he would have left the hat. I mean, come on. You're, like, smart enough to rig all these cameras in the thing. <laughs> but you can't even fake that you actually went to school. It just doesn't <laughs> add up. It's just narrative contrivance. The whole thing's contrived. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, it. The cat that is turns into a plant that shoots air. Contrived. It's yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> he just... <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you just break reality. You can complain about that, but there's also a plant that is also a cat. That controls yeah. air. I mean, it's the ultimate writer's insurance policy. You just, anybody complains about anything. It's like, the enemy is a cat that's a plant that shoots air. <laughs> and it just shuts down the whole convention. <laughs> People just lift him on his shoulders and chant his name. <laughs> they carry him out of the room. <laughs> Rocky just looks at the guy that's complaining. He's like, might I just add that I... Do not care. Yeah, about <laughs> I, anything. I see. That's a, like I feel like he he must be this specific sort of brilliance that I bet if you asked him, 
he would just forget half of this shit, like haven't even done half of it. He's like, w- I did what? No, I don't think so. I'm working on my next thing. No, where I think all the characters are pasta. Was this, like, revelation delivered to him on a lotus petal from, <laughs> from like a cherub. Like it, it flew out of the sun. Every page of JoJo's was delivered to him like the Book of Mormon. <laughs> I don't know. I want to believe that human beings just can have that spark of creativity. In them. I'm, he's, I think he's just totally insane. <laughs> All right. I took a lot of ketamine. It was the 80s, you know. Actually, if you'll come down to my basement, I'll show you the vellum that all of JoJo's was originally written. No, it's that's human, human vellum. <laughs> that's, that's, that's human hide. I am Rohan. Didn't you understand? I was, this was a cry for help from the sole remaining sane part of me. I just keep wanting people to catch me. Somebody stop me. <laughs> I can't, I clearly can't stop myself. It's been nearly 40 years. <laughs> Why do you think I haven't aged? Yeah. <laughs> All the pieces are I'm coming together. I'm an alien manga artist who murders people with a psychic monster. This is some sort of, yeah, this is like, like a seven remake. Uh, I don't remember any of the lines from Seven, so I'm just going to do Shawshank Redemption. Now, Andy Dufresne. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to default to Shawshank Redemption. It's all right. (laughs) Like everybody does at some point in their life, you just revert to Shawshank. I can't come up with a topical reference, but Shawshank's always fresh, (laughs) even though it came out when I was in fourth grade. Yep. The one thing I do really like about this episode is when the cat ensnares the kid with a balloon that's going to choke him to death, the air, the air bubble that's going to choke him to death, and the kid defeats it with the tool of all elementary school children, the compass. <laughs> and I thought at first it wasn't working because he has to stab that air bubble like a half dozen times. <laughs> but why does that even work? It well, it's be- magic, so you wouldn't think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he, like, shows genius level uh, concealment skills even though his brain has been deprived of oxygen for like 45 seconds because of course Kira is coming up the steps to be like who's banging around in the attic and he like scatters some cat food around (laughs) and then hides and Kira's like oh that's the other thing is that the, the plant has to be in the sunlight for it to actually do anything it just goes to sleep if it's not in the sun yeah, That's so he's like, oh, the plant must have been trying to get the cat food off that shelf and then somehow close the window that was streaming sunlight onto it by accident. I wonder if cats look at plants the same way we look at cats. It's like, your yeah. life is so easy. Fucking you don't, You don't even know how good you have it. You just sit under a tree. <laughs> you they soak water up the you. sun. <laughs> you, don't, you never poop. That's just not a thing that happens to you. Yeah, you never have to deal with the indignity of that. <laughs> and look, that's I know the they, great chain of being. I know they scoop it up, but they st- you still got to just do it out in the open. It's weird. <laughs> and you just got to imagine that animals' butts never really feel completely clean because they don't wipe. Probably. I mean, I understand that it's constructed a little differently, but... Even so. I mean, why are their mouths always down there all the time? Otherwise. Because <laughs> it's all they got. The cat's like, you never have to lick your own ass to get it clean. You don't even have an ass. 
I mean, you don't get to have sex, but like you kind of get to have sex with everybody at the same time if you think about it. <laughs> I mean, what is what is plan? What is pollen except socially sanctioned, just like constant jizzing? <laughs> oh gosh. Oh boy. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but there's a film about the oceans that talks about what happens at a coral reef when everybody's in the mood for love. Mm. Literally, a film forms on the water. Yep, I mean, that sounds both familiar and terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I love how there would be some kind of plant society that would deem something socially acceptable. (laughs) Hey, hey. Hey, hey, we all do it. That's literally every year at the exact same time. Yeah, but it's just the way you do it's weird. (laughs) There's just something about it. It's hard to pin down, but I do not like it. So maybe we can stop with the stamen. That's hilarious. There is a part of this episode where Kira is like, do I, the man named Killer, actually have feelings? And this is, I guess, right, because he shields his not yeah wife's body from the exploding cactus. Yeah, he has to convince himself that, no, he's just putting putting up with this to make sure Jojo doesn't find him. It's just a cover, man. Also, when the cat puts an air bubble in his veins, that's like super fake. Again, I know Iraqi doesn't care. I just, you know, I feel like you gotta be there every once in a while to bring this (laughs) stuff up. It doesn't mean that your your blood's got air in it. That's just how it works. If you inject enough air into it, you can cause an aneurysm. I don't think that's actually true. All right, I'm looking it up. Will air injected into a vein cause an an... Are you saying just because it would dissipate through the... Yeah, I just think that's one of those things that movies made up, and it's not actually true. Air embolism. An air embolism, also known as a gas embolism, is a blood vessel blockage caused by one or more bubbles of air or other gases in the circulatory system. So it looks like it doesn't move. It just stops things. I think that's for, like, deep-sea diving, though. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I feel like that's something else. Like, or that's how I understand an air embolism. I, I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like when an, air vebl- when an air bubble enters a vein, it's called a venous air embolism. I mean, I guess maybe I was, I don't know. Air embolisms are rather rare. You just Google, do it work like in the movies where you inject air into a vein? I couldn't do it because I, I didn't know aneurysm had a Y in it. Okay, like real to crap. real from MTV is going to tell me the, the real story. Uh, it, might, it can cause death. The small amount of air that can be introduced in a typical syringe is not large enough to cause a fatal air embolism. So I guess it's real, but just not the way movies portray it. All right, you learn something too every day. There you go, Dave. I, I guess the example they used was from The Ring 2? What? Which which I, I, I watched that movie. I don't remember a doctor committing suicide by giving herself an air embolism. Uh, but that movie was super bad. So thus, and that makes me and uh, Archive hyphen Tanya hyphen L hyphen Edwards the only two people who have seen The Ring 2, I guess. <laughs> well, and Gross, she was there, so three. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that there were a lot of people that actually saw that movie. I feel like it came out like five years after the first one. <laughs> like long after the point where anyone could possibly care about the ring. Uh, and it was also bad. But yeah, you know, it, I'm sure it did fine. <laughs> it's just like, I just, I feel like there must be a million other examples of movies where people have been stabbed with needles and killed. <laughs> yeah. They're in the take of Big Ringu. They're doing a big marketing push. They're like, all right, we're going to get the MTV audience. They're going to love it. They're going to love The Ring 2, directed by the actual director of the original ring that came out in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) And yet it super sucked. But yeah, that's that's how it is. Things don't always work out. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't if always if you're a plant. Just ask Kira. That fucking, or yeah, or Kira, who is just this uh, endless sequence of unfortunate events. Why is events, he even I guess hanging around? Just go. Yeah, Your whole I mean, life is blown up. Why are you doing this? I get, well, maybe he just doesn't have the resources, though he certainly did like slap a fat wad of cash against that landlord's mouth. You can get pretty far if you can murder people and not leave a body. Yeah, I was going to say, you could just murder people and steal from them, which I presume is part of his M.O., because otherwise it's just wasteful. Well, he's a serial killer. Maybe that's why. He can't do it because his psychology prevents it. He's, he's there to beat JoJo, and he's still trying to figure it out. Yeah, one day, JoJo, I'll get you. Maybe. I mean, the only man who ever kind of close to defeated me and my broken-ass fucking sand power. Dude, I still think it's shenanigans that they haven't tried to use those dumb fingernails to track him down. If they don't, it would be really questionable. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Those are Chekhov's fingernails if I've I was going to say, that's, that's what I was groping for. <laughs> So that's JoJo's, I guess. That's right. And I feel like actually the next one will be the last one. Is that true? I feel like there there might only be like five episodes left. So we're approaching the big finale. Which I'm kind of psyched about, but also kind of sad because then like when's the next one? Not soon enough. I know. I've been watching these on such an extreme delay. I just assumed they would never end. I know, that's the problem. It's like I'm trying to go like on like the t- Robotech levels of delayed watching here where I just have like nine hundred hours of material left. Yeah. You can just never run out. Actually, all right, we got nine episodes left, and the next thing is a four parter. Ooh. <laughs> July fifteenth, Thursday. Part one, two, three, four. I'm with it. I'm ready for it. Uh but these images totally spoilered that the kid lives to at least episode 36. The kid's not Wait, episode die. 38? No, of course he's not. He's a child. But I feel like if anybody was going to kill a kid for no reason, it would be a Rocky. I have faith. I mean, that guy's killed a lot of animals. And what is a kid if not a slightly larger animal, I guess? <laughs> We're all animals. Does it even Except- end? 39 is a weird number of episodes. Uh, if you think about it, it's a season and a half by anime standards. So I guess that's how it works out. Because it's 26 and then 13. They need to sequester Araki. I need more material. Well, I think the material isn't the issue. I feel like there's at least, like, three more manga storylines we haven't gotten. Maybe more. Maybe he's on the eighth one. It's still going. (laughs) 
And every time like we hit it, we approach a low like this, I think, well, maybe I'll just read the manga. And then I go, no. I initially experienced this as an anime, and that's how it's going to remain. I, as long as it possibly can. Yeah, I kind of appreciate it as an animated. Not yeah. that, I mean, I get the comic book, but it's just like there's something about animation that I think JoJo lends itself to. Well, there is a the anime does a good job. It's there's a certain kineticism <laughs> that I really feel like JoJo's really lends itself to that I'm sure is conveyed well in the manga. Look, the manga was popular. It was probably popular for a reason, but like seeing that stuff on the silver screen right in front of you is pretty nice. <laughs> so, I feel like if I went to the manga now, it would just be sort of as curiosity. Yeah, I'm not going to read the manga. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm never, I'm gonna, never going to say never for me, but ah, maybe I'll go back and read it someday. But I'm good for now. I got enough stuff in front of me. I only read like one or two chapters a night before I fall asleep <laughs> of whatever I'm reading. So pass out on my manga. Hope I don't. I got time. No, the manga the passes out on me. Out. Not again. Because <laughs> I GD read it on my <laughs> Mori guy. <laughs> no, I'm not dead. Is <laughs> it one of those stupid talking clocks? Is you that see it every day. Dead? Jerks himself to death looking at his talking clock. <laughs> that's like the saddest <laughs> No, what? That's not what happened. I just fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I had work in the morning. Why are you even here? <laughs> anyway. Shall we clap? Let's clap. As this car fucking goes... Bye. All right, let's do it. One, two, three. Time to do all the Final Fantasy XIV dungeons with Nick that I saved up. I'm hype! Well, when you want to go in blind and not have people like over explain the mechanics to you your first time through, it pays to wait. Well, that's the thing is that the mechanics, especially in the leveling dungeons, are like so rudimentary that they generally don't need explanation anyway. Because <laughs> it's like, don't stand in a puddle that's on the ground. Like, that's the primary mechanic of all MMOs. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you get the rare thing where it's like, oh, you actually have to puzzle out this fight, which is usually reserved for, you know, kind of like raids and higher level content. Um, but we like to go in surprised and be like, Oh, why did we fail that time? Let's get it right this time. You know, that pretty rarely happens with stuff when you're leveling up, but... If you want to do that, you gotta plan it and not just go with randos who are gonna be like, Okay, when he starts casting this spell, don't stand in the puddle. And when he starts casting this spell, don't stand in the puddle that's shaped like a line instead of a circle. That might trip you up, because you're like, Whoa, that, that's just a long box. That's not a puddle at all. Maybe I should stand in it. <laughs> Like, it's, 
<laughs> I mean, there's actually a pretty cool mechanic in the thing. You fight, like, one of the sort of Ifrit Titan kind of guys in this expansion is Susana O. Uh, and he's got a part where he puts one of the party members in, like, a rock and then three-card Montes you. So there are three other rocks, and you have to, like, remember which one your party member was in and break them out or presumably suffer some negative consequence. But we, we, I mean, it's not very fast, you know? He wouldn't make a living in Grand Central Station with, that, with those moves, like... Because it only... It switches, like... Two or three times, so that's it. And then you're just like, oh, it's that one. And you're kind of just, the only concern is like, wow, I really hope the other seven people were paying attention and don't just attack any random rock. <laughs> uh, well, you got to kill it. It's got like a certain amount of HP, so if they're on some other one. I presume something bad would happen if you picked the wrong one, but I honestly don't know because we never did. <laughs> anyway, that's going to be my Thursday night. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. See ya.